Chick and I've brought along Christian Mukowski. I'm like bones, huh? <laughs> and with a tagline for the Meg, Kelly Wan. One's a giant prehistoric hairless headbutting enthusiast with weird teeth. <laughs> the other's a megalodon. <laughs> That's the only one. That, that's a good one. If that's going to be the only one, you, I want uh, to go after that one. You chose yeah. well. It's going to be dead crickets if after that. Dingus, don't spoil anything about the Meg because maybe folks listening haven't seen it yet, and they maybe plan to see it this weekend, and they're thinking, should I keep listening to the podcast? So yes, keep listening to the podcast because Dingus <laughs> is going to give you just the basics. We'll warn you before there are any spoilers. To stop listening. When to stop listening? Right. All right. Coming this up. week we saw the Meg. Mm-hmm. A 2018 American-Chinese co-production science fiction thriller action horror movie about how there's always a bigger fish. It was directed by John Turtle Tab. Ugh. What? You know, I like the name. I'm not saying he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying it's cool to make a sea monster movie if you have turtle in your last name. If you have turtle in your last name, I think that, yeah. I think, yeah. I would have been down with that if it had been, well, yeah, Kelly Wand, exactly. Ah. And written by... Too. Dean Gergaris, John Hober, Eric Hober, oh based on the novel by Steve Alton. Oh, it stars Bing Bing Lee, Cliff Curtis, Ruby Rose, Shuya Sophia Kai, Robert Taylor, Paige Kennedy, Jesse McDemay, Masioka, and Kelly the Dog. Aw. Mike on. Meow, right. meow. Kelly the dog. <laughs> As Pippin the dog. Pippet. Pippin? Pippin. Pippin. This one's Pippin. Yes, not Pippin. Pippin. This one's Pippin. Uh, the Meg is rated PG-13. For action slash peril. Bloody images. What? And some language. I guess bloody images of a whale. Okay. Kelly Wand, is there anything missing from that list that the MPAA is warning folks about? Proper use of a shark cage. I was pretty impressed by that. So, uh, <laughs> parents, settle down. Uh, also, child characters never in danger of getting eaten. So, yeah, pretty safe. The Meg is at 48% positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. The Metacritic Woo! rating, the average rating from various reviews is 45. Woo! Cinema score, it gets a B plus, which is uh, what? Mm, not that great. Could have done a little better, Meg. Mm. Better luck next time, maybe Meg too. Uh, it did open at number good. one, and it easily exceeded expectations with a, a forty-five million dollar opening here in the U.S. Um, and a fifty million dollar opening in China, I believe. So Kelly Wand, I now need from you, and I don't know what it could be called other than the Megopsis. I mean, I I don't I don't. Think there's that much you can do with the title of a synopsis of the Meg. The Megalopsis. Oh, that's roll out the, the whole movie. Latin. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. That actually sounds better. But I kind of liked the Megopsis because it 
it implies it's a mega opsis, even though it's not. It's actually the opposite. Oh, so whatever. Kind of a rush job after the the majesty of the Fallout one, but <laughs> we'll do what we can. I'm sorry in advance. Mm-hmm. The Megopsis. Warning: Maybe. the following. <laughs> Damn you, Dingus! Sorry. The candering me? Oh, you know I can't think straight when I hear that sexy voice. <laughs> Plus, the decanter makes it even sexier. <laughs> The Megopsis. <clears throat> Warning, the following may include international accents that some cultures may find offensive, idiotic, and tone-deaf to the ever-evolving, just like the Megalodon, sensitivities of climate change. <laughs> I like where this is going, Dingus. Dingus, Dingus probably watched this whole movie going, oh, God. Yep. I mean, yep. Whereas I watched it going, yes, I stood up and went, nice, several yeah. times. Yeah, me too. I'm going to do that during the Opsis, too. Don't, you think, don't think I won't. The author wishes particularly to apologize in advance to all fans of Jason Statham. <laughs> but that's how he talks. The Megopsis. Some words are all underwater. Someone lands roughly on camera in a wetsuit, takes off a mask he's wearing for some reason, and waits for the camera to pan up his pants and then an arm to his face. It's Jason Statham! What? What an entrance. No one claps, but a shark two rows ahead of me screams in surprise and has to be escorted out on a stretcher. (laughs) Time for me to fight a giant dinosaur! (laughs) I'm encouraged. He looks at a console of some red lights. Computers! Christ, if I play a hacker in this, I'm firing the agent. (laughs) Suddenly, Statham sees a dot on a radar screen, so he slams a hatch and leaves some extras to die. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he sees it. That was weird to me. For some reason, the Megalodon doesn't attack Statham on his way up to the surface. It prefers the much harder prey (laughs) inside the water. Still, when he gets up top, he's all, "Guys, look at this oxygen hose, bite marks. You need a bite radius the size of goggins to get through this rubber." I think we're dealing with a megalodon or a piece of coral. They all laugh at him. An evil doctor goes, "What have you done?" Probably gets that a lot. So Statham leaves his wife, moves to Thailand. (laughs) I guess the movie's helping. And drives a scooter around. Some words are all five years later. Rain Wilson leaves acting and goes into financing disastrous underwater expeditions. He visits a boat, hugs his male Asian friend, Gary, and goes, Get that thing away from me! <laughs> Gary's all, This is a female Asian doctor character, and uh, this is her precocious daughter, uh, also Gary, who's in charge of driving the submarine. <laughs> Dwight extends his hand and goes, Your skull is too thick. I get that a lot, white man! <laughs> oh, Jesus, really? 
What did she say? Thank you. What did she say? <laughs> Chinese all sounds like Greek to me, although I'm fluent in Greek, so I'm not sure why I don't understand it. Gary's all. Uh, she answered in English. Um, who cast you as a billionaire? Rob Zombie? <laughs> Dwight's all. Yeah, sorry. Ching Chong, what? I don't know. What? The little girl's all. He says you were great as the dentist in The Hangover, and that it sucks there's only three of them. She bares her teeth with rage. On their way down in an elevator, Dwight's all. This elevator sucks. You're all fired. But then he sees the people sitting at monitor screens, and he's all, oh, whoa, you just got a raise. <laughs> a dark-haired guy's all, I might have been the dad on Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, Tom said my character died tripping and falling out of a helicopter. Uh, <laughs> like the detonator in MI6. So. <laughs> the dinner die. Speaking of which, let me introduce you to the uh, crew. Uh, this is Ruby Rose. Um, this is a young male comical Asian. Uh, here's a scared black man. This is a blonde lady. Uh, this is a shaggy-haired dumb guy, like the one on Paxton's thing, the beginning of Titanic, and Philip Seymour Hoffman and Twister. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, the, he's the dreamer. He's like the dreamer in Lost World. Um, I think you can tell which ones will get eaten in this, uh, which ones won't. So they're all about to get in the submarine. <laughs> Those characters all get in a submarine. <laughs> that one beard guy. <laughs> the fat, dumb beard guy is all. Unnamed uh, submarine to the white man of one. Uh, sure hope our fuel tank's got enough baking soda. Uh. <laughs> Comical Asians all. We are go for insertion. <laughs> he and the dumb guy chuckled knowingly. The dumb guy's all, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Get it, dingus? <laughs> I'll bet Dwight's never heard that one before. <laughs> the blonde lady's all, by the way, I was married to Jason Statham's character. <laughs> I divorced him because he saw a sea monster. <laughs> Comical Asians all. And I'm going underwater for sex, drugs, money, and power. <laughs> no one says anything to this. As they head for the ocean depths, up in the screen room of the big boat, Dwight and Gary stare at a radar screen. Dwight's all. Oh my god, they're sinking. Someone do something. <sighs> uh, they're supposed to. It's a submarine. Oh, oh, cool. So wait, what are we looking for again? Why are we doing all this? What's going on? What's the point? <laughs> Uh, we're looking for warm water. Um, yeah. So if we don't find any, you just wasted $6.5 billion plus some uh, gambling debts and blow I expensed. The dumbass is right around in the sub underwater. The ex-wife's all, well, look, guys, fish. <laughs> yeah, copy that, Mildred. Uh, we got a lot of smiling faces up here. My expression is usually one of clinical detachment. <laughs> She's sexy. I guess it's a sexy Asian. Suddenly, a megalodon-shaped blip on the sonar screen attacks the sub. <laughs> and instead of eating them, <laughs> it yawns and swims off again, which it does a lot. Why don't they just do that? Never mind. Up on the poop deck, Dwight pops the cork off some champagne. Yes, we did it! Good work, everybody. Uh, actually, we just lost the submarine. I mean, we know where it is. It's just somewhere dumb because a dinosaur arbitrarily found it annoying. <laughs>
for a second. <laughs> I'm afraid they only have enough oxygen for us in the uh, sub there to for us to fly to Thailand, uh, get on a slow boat, uh, find a drunken idiot. Um, <laughs> to kill Great White Shark, we need Great White Man! <laughs> While Hey Mickey plays, because it's Thailand... <laughs> Statham spread out a boat, Saul. Dude, you promised you'd fix my boat engine tonight. Sorry, Chucky. I don't help people anymore. Uh, then why'd you say you would? Statham laughs at him, then drives around on a motorcycle and crashes into donkeys and fruit carts while the locals <laughs> sigh wearily. Damn it, Statham. Confucius said it's hard to drive while you always have a beer in one hand. So what you're saying is, I drink too much. Gotcha. I won the argument. You've been Statham. I drive Paul because I drink too much. Ha ha. I win. Well, the alcohol doesn't help, but my point had more to do with the fact that with a beer in one hand, you only have one hand on the handlebars. I saw a giant shark once. Leave me alone. Damn your eyes. Statham farts and cries his way home, where he finds Gary and Dr. Ling waiting in his apartment. Gary's all, hey, we need you to come open a hatch underwater for us. So, <laughs> <laughs> we know you're famous for not opening the other hatch, but we had to come here and ask you anyway. My idea. You're welcome. You people don't get it. I'm through using tools to help swimmers. I can't even pass water anymore without frothing at the mouth and calling the police screaming gibberish about sharks. You're going to offer me money. I'm going to say no. You're going to tell me I'm humanity's last hope because people don't feel like swimming inland. I'm going to say no. You're going to say something about how I'm reaching that certain age when action stars just need to start using their martial arts skills to fight CG. I'm going to say not till 2019. <laughs> Mr. Statham. <clears throat> Your ex-wife is on that submarine. Uh, guess you don't watch the news. Statham stares at something off-screen. <laughs> Probably a mayonnaise stain on his wall. Mr. Statham, I could be your next ex-wife. <laughs> you just have to believe in yourself. <laughs> they make him listen to an audio recording on someone's phone of the ex-wife going, No, I said turn right. I mean left. <laughs> Why won't you idiots listen to me? Ugh. Hey, look, a shark. <laughs> they turn the tape off. Statham whips his head around and stares off screen intensely in a different direction. Beside me, Tom Cruise rolls his eyes. A great next wife subplot. <laughs> Beside him, Henry Cavill's all. You'd know about those. <laughs> By the way, uh, you were great as the talking tree in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they came to see the bag. <laughs> <laughs> they like science fiction. Superman and Tom. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the submarine, the ex-wife saw, Okay, the auxiliary power's back on. I tried plugging it in finally, so that was cool. The comical Asian writes on some paper. By the way, I never loved you and was whining when I said I white Gilmore girls. <laughs> Scared black guys all. 
hey, yo, what you doing, Yoshi? Come hang out with us, fucker. I'm writing my wife, just in case I ever decide to get married. <laughs> the dumb fat guy's all, hey, don't be like that. Come on, give me the fighting octopus. <laughs> yeah, see, works every time. I can do it at will. Who am I? The fighting octopus. <laughs> that guy doing that. The blonde lady's all. By the way, I just accidentally stabbed myself in the stomach with this pencil. <laughs> Turn on the lights. God. You can't write in the dark like that guy. When they do, the Megalodon, which I guess is just hanging out outside the submarine doing nothing, scowls and attacks them till they turn it off. Because <laughs> prehistoric creatures hate electricity. Meanwhile, <laughs> up at White Mana 1, the doctor makes everybody watch a whole movie of him grilling Statham from five years ago. Watch this part. This is, this is good. I promise this time. This, this is good. Watch. You left extras to die. I had to. It was the inciting incident of my redemption. <laughs> the doctor stops the video. Yeah, okay, uh, the rest is a little <laughs> Statham lands on the boat and walks around. <laughs> Dwight's all, hi, I'm in this. <laughs> Statham's all, Pfft. Dwight's all, you may walk fast, but you have a negative attitude. Hi, I'm Triple X's Ruby Rose. Uh, my character's an architect or hacker. <laughs> Finally, someone who knows what she's doing. Later, the doctor examines Statham. Well, your cardio's good, although you do seem to be of subnormal intelligence. That was your diagnosis last time you examined me, and what my gynecologist says. Everyone looks away uncomfortably. Statham wanders into the baby sphere and sees the little girl. The kid's all, everyone says you're psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> I just see things most people don't, like crank high voltage. So who raised you so poorly? <laughs> my mom called my dad an a-hole. My dad thinks my mom's boring and farts constantly. Sounds like your dad's got a point. Hey, crazy, is my mom going to die? I promise. You just keep blowing bubbles. The guys in the control room get sick of waiting and turn on Statham's submarine for him and dunk it in the water. Statham's all fancy. The doctor's all, see, his brainwaves are deteriorating already. See, told you. I hate all you people. 45 minutes in and no CG clams for me to sidekick at all. Uh, Jason, when that green button's pressed, we can all hear you. Dwight's all, you guys get Wi-Fi here? Everybody ignores him and the camera cuts away, so I guess that was a joke. <laughs> Wouldn't you have asked that earlier, though? <laughs> That's how I know something's a joke in a movie. When everyone ignores the character instead of laughing. After nothing happens for a bit, Bei Ling reaches the submarine. I guess she's in the water, too. <laughs> Suddenly, an octopus falls asleep on Bei Ling's submarine. <laughs> Giant octopus no one made a movie about. Warning, tentacles on windshield. Hull breach in 10 seconds. Suspensefully, with nine seconds to go, the octopus gets bored and swims off. Then the megalodon swims by without doing anything. And then finally, Bei Lang also loses interest and leaps.
I was taking notes. That's what happened. <laughs> Statham finally makes an appearance. Not sure where he was during all that. He tries a bunch of inappropriate tools to try to open the submarine hatch. <laughs> Maybe that's why he, knew he didn't have time the first time. But eventually quits goofing around and uses the hatch removal rod. When he opens it, he sees his ex-wife inside and goes, Ha ha, I told you so! Gotcha! Stay thumped! Drink too much and I told you so! I'm the winner! She's all, I still think yours was bullshit. Everybody gets out. Suddenly, just as the Asian's about to climb up the ladder, he giggles and goes, Wait! I'm going to stay here. Also, I wrote this letter to your ex-wife, even though she was in here with me. <laughs> I think if you had enough time to make this speech, you had enough time to just come up the ladder here with me. But okay. I'm sure the shock will smell you inside the steel canister there. By the way, maybe hand me the letter. But the comical Asian's already shut the door and bravely sacrifices himself by screaming at himself as the Megalodon makes the submarine explode by eating it. Later, where is white letter writer, white man? <laughs> he said he preferred to get eaten in an exploding submarine. I honored his wishes. You never save anybody, white man. <laughs> That's not true. I've saved the Megalodon lots of times. <laughs> Look, lady. When you're fifth building a movie called The Megalodon, or whatever, you take your life in your hands. This is why I hate women, Mac. He runs off crying. Later, how's me ex-wife? She lost a lot of blood, dude, because I stabbed her with a second pencil. Jason, I'm sorry. You saved the pencil. We'll call it even. Later, in Statham's cabin, I am sorry I called you a character. <laughs> You are naked! <laughs> it's not easy being the one who doesn't die. Dying's awesome. Now get out of here. <laughs> he kicks her out. She takes a peek through the porthole and watches him fart. She smiles gratefully at the thickness of the glass. Later, in a CG room. <laughs> the Megalodon is the biggest shock ever! <laughs> Its teeth are the size of white men. The dumb guy's all, Yeah, those men ate one of my friends. And a couple other people I didn't know very well. More like acquaintances. Although I guess the friend uh, got blown up and not eaten. So, scrubbed that part as well. Dwight's all, Yeah, only one of you getting eaten's not going to work for me. Okay. You don't go to the moon because you misplaced an astronaut. Besides, other people want a piece of this whether we like them or not. <laughs> you seem to like it. Ever think Mother Nature has no idea what she's doing? That's the <laughs> That the thermocline might be there for no reason? If you want to explore, a fight against a Meg's not a fight. It's a slaughter. Meanwhile, the kid plays with her special ball toy. <laughs> this toy is really awesome. She uses this cumbersome remote control to fires both hands and eye contact to roll a ball around, sparing herself all the hassle and physical satisfaction derived from, you know, kicking it. 
Is that racist? Maybe they're just, it's a big thing. We invented something that kicks the ball for you. Suddenly the Meg, who hates gadgetry, bites a window. The grown-up trick characters trick it by losing... <laughs> Jesus Christ, who wrote this shit? Suddenly, the Meg who hates gadgetry bites a window, but the grown-up characters trick it by it losing interest while they all run over. Whew, totally worth it. The kids all, there's a monster watching us. <laughs> I have a name. It's something Statham. Suddenly, outside the window, the Meg eats a whale and another whale. <laughs> <laughs> the scared black guys all you said sharks couldn't swim <laughs> I said you are dumb later I vote we don't die to a prehistoric shark we need to explore non-lethal options first <laughs> for us or the Meg gotcha won the argument never argue with a man what's a doctorate in defeat Got you again! Manhood! <laughs> An extra zol. Guys, look in the water. Some splinters and a magnet. <laughs> the dumb guy reels in a severed arm and goes, Sweet, look what I caught. Dibs on the wrist. <laughs> Dwight Zoll. Why don't you guys put a tracker on the shark? Didn't you see me say this in the trailer? A naked white man swimming won't be a threat. <laughs> Unlike my daughter with a toy or a whale calf. Threats. It only attacks threats now, white man. Get in the water. <laughs> Statham sighs, rolls his eyes, then dives in and swims around. He swims around. <laughs> Statham swims around, he's all... Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, la 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 just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Yeah, Jason, uh, we can hear you, you're right next to the boat. Also, um, the shark hates singing, um, and also swimming, uh, as do we. Statham has a cool plan. He keeps sticking his head underwater and staring in random directions until finally the Meg swims past him yawning. <laughs> As they reel Statham in, Bailing's all, Stop! The Meg does not like cables! We didn't think this through. What the fuck? But not a threat! The extras, upon hearing this, look at each other, grin, and reel the cables in even faster. <laughs> Statham tricks the Meg by it forgetting how to bite correctly and then leaving again. It's very easily frustrated when the plot calls for it. <laughs> Doctor wipes water off uh, Statham's swimsuit and goes, oh, Excuse me, you may be a string action hero, but you ain't no coward. Everybody laughs at how the Doctor finally got the upper hand. Statham pretends to laugh along. Later... This shark cage is made out of nothing. <laughs> and also teriyaki sauce. What? I don't like sauce. The dumb guy's all, he doesn't like you. The black guy's all, I wouldn't get insider. Let me do what I do best. Need rescuing. <laughs> he goes into the cage. Cage goes in the water. <laughs> <laughs> 
That guy dumps some chum in the water. This is so she'll taste good. No easy task. Some smaller sharks stare at Bay, then lose interest. Eventually, the Meg shows up and finds the shark cage annoying and tries to eat it. I'm in shark's mouth. What? What did I think would happen? What was I? No, I'm not a threat either. Ruby Rose is all. Don't worry, Bay. The cage won't break. That's the problem. If you bit the cage in half, it'd be better for me because I'd be dead. <laughs> Idiot. Stupid cage. Also, I forgot to bring my oxygen tank. <laughs> I'm losing air. Statham trips and falls into the ocean. No. <laughs> Go back, white man. Opening cage is not safe. Statham eventually remembers how to open her cage. Meanwhile, on the boat, the fat guy suddenly weighs too much and falls in the water. But nothing <laughs> happens. This time. The Meg tries to eat Jason and Bay, but then gets bored and falls asleep. They get Bay on board the boat and all give her mouth to mouth in slow motion until she passes out from disgust and sees white light. Later. <sighs> Dr. Ling? Huh. Take it easy. You were dead a minute ago. I said easy, goddammit. Jason, you got me out. More than I would have liked. Everybody out. I want to be alone with Jason Statham. Get out, out, out. Take it out. Me and Jason alone. Out. Burn. Everybody walks out. Now that we just made everybody leave this room, there's something up on deck where they all just went that I'd like you to see. Endless seconds later, ta-da! A rotten shark corpse represents how I feel about you. Everybody's all, hey, fat guy, let's take a picture of you with its head in your mouth. Uh, crying with embarrassment, the fat guy walks up to the shark. They laugh and push him in the water. The black guy's all, ha-ha, we got the wall in the water. We got the wall in the water. We got the wall in the water. My character's name is The Wall? Why? <laughs> Finally, things went our way. Things didn't go our way, Jason. <laughs> not for the audience and not for science. <laughs> the dumb guy in the water's all, Hey, look, guys, I'm a jellyfish. The Meg critiques his joke by eating him. It also <laughs> eats the somehow decomposing shark on the boat, and then also the boat. As everybody flounders in the water, not getting eaten for some reason. <laughs> Only eating things it can't eat. My father, white man. He's bored. It doesn't look good. He's bleeding from his mouth. Meanwhile, in the water a few feet away, Ruby Rose is all, hey, doctor character, look, we're somehow far from the boat. It's swimming next to each other. Maybe we should swim towards it. Wait, never mind. There's the mag. We're going to die. Forget it. The doctor's all, don't worry. I got a plan. He starts splashing loudly. Hey, look at me. I'm an idiot. I'm loud. Sharks. Ruby Rose is all, wait, dude, I'm right next to you. What? <laughs> here, I'm... But the Meg likes the doctor's plan, so it only eats him. The black guy's all, now what? Now what? This is eating that. That one's eating this. Those one's eating these. 
other one's eating those. Those one's eating this. That one's eating this. Suddenly he notices Ruby Rose's hair is wet, a phenomenon he's never seen before. <laughs> what happened to your hair? <laughs> She's all, what happened to yours? This answer satisfies him. Dwight calls the boat delivery service that the Meg doesn't attack for some reason. As they motor around loudly in the speedboat, the black guy, a trained marine biologist, goes, that thing is the devil. Stay the result. Just like the devil, it's with us. Dwight's all payback time. He calls a helicopter delivery service. Some guys in helicopters show up and shoot a TV remote control at the shark, then a couple bullets. The Meg loses interest again and swims off screen. It's signature move. <laughs> Bailing's dad's all. You have done well, my daughter. <clears throat> Except for all your actions since the Meg showed up. Those are terrible. Oh. Falls asleep. Father character, no. She falls asleep on his face. <laughs> she falls asleep on his face, suffocating him to death. They land at White Mana 1, unmolested by the shark. Statham makes Bay Ling hug him on the deck. The little girl runs up. No one wants to hear them talk, so everybody just watches as Bay Ling goes over to her and tells her the doctor character is dead. The little girl hugs her gratefully. Later, how's what's-a-face, that kid character? Sad and confused. She thinks I'm dead. Sometimes things happen that change your life forever. Meanwhile, the world keeps revolving. You'd think it'd stop just for a second, but it doesn't. Maybe someday, stupid planet. It's not about the planets you save. I'm sad you're here. Later, in a speech room, Dwight's all... <laughs> <clears throat> Chinese government wants to thank us for unleashing the Meg in their territorial waters. Um, I came here to celebrate with you, and now it's morning near you. Anyway, the Meg is thankfully out of our hands. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go drop grenades on where I think it might be underwater. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Statham goes to have sex with his ex-wife, only to find her playing cards with the little girl. <laughs> the mom tousles the kid's face and goes, That's 12,000, Yomi, and a finger... The kid storms off. Fine, 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 fine. <laughs> Try to use as much actual dialogue. The ex-wife yawns at Statham and goes, Sorry I didn't believe she was yours. She just seemed too intelligent. At least you didn't call me crazy at the divorce hearing. I didn't call you sane. You should have sex with the Asian character. <laughs> now who's insane? He's dead. <laughs> other uh, Asian character should have sex with. The letter writer to his wife? He's dead too. <laughs> no. The female Asian character should have sex with her. She's only six years old. No wonder I divorced you. <laughs> I wish I could do it again. The Asian kid comes in carrying a bunch of beers. <laughs> Just dismissed her. The kid gestures come hither until Statham rolls his eyes and leans closer to her. She whispers, My mom likes you too and wants you and the ex-wife for some while Grandpa's corpse watches. She raises her mannish eyebrows suggestively. Statham's all, This is possibly the worst moment of my life. <laughs> Meanwhile, in some helicopters, Okay, sir, uh, 
Target is dead. This time we got it. <laughs> They've been done before, but sir, you pay us great, so we're smart. <laughs> Dwight's all good. Because last time, just to recap, we all dumbly killed some other sea creature of an obviously way smaller size. And for some reason, we didn't notice that disparity uh, ever. And though I thought, you know, the pilot's all, yeah. Uh, well, I saw the actual Meg before when I shot it with the rifle. So if I'm wrong now and this is something else, that'd make me Prometheus dumb. So Dwight's all, okay, cool. Take us in. Okay, now lower us too close to the water. Okay, now go get me a couple of its teeth. That's what I'm settling into. Teeth. Like the guy in the graphic. Hey, look, the other shark stopped eating it. That's weird. Hey, look, it's got no teeth. Also, it's got a blowhole. Also, it's an orca. That means the Meg's right under us. Drive off. Quick. What? No, how did I get knocked overboard? How could no one see this? I was right next to her. What? Not bad. Come back. Pick me up. Hello. Wah! Oh. <laughs> the Meg bit the whale but missed me. Stupid bitch. Idiot. No. Ah, I didn't mean that time but missed my hand. Back on the computer monitor vessel. Good news. The Meg ain't Dwight. Nice. Ruby, can you use Dwight's prehistoric laptop to track the shark? I'm going to avenge me ex-wife. Ruby Rose is all. You want me to hack something? Okay. The black guy's all. Damn! A lot of people are going to die if we try to kill that thing. Fear the Walking Dead's all. Then let's go fishing. <laughs> Statham's all. Sounds fun. But first we need to kill that Meg. Come on, let's all leave the black guy alone in here with these monitors. <laughs> <laughs> they do nothing till the sun comes up. Then Ruby points at a screen and goes, oh, hey, um, probably should have mentioned this a little earlier. I just abruptly noticed the sharks headed for a densely inhabited beach. Um, yeah, that would have been good to know since we had a tracker on it a little earlier. But anyway, should we call the beach authorities at least and let them know a shark's coming? Seems like the cool thing to do. The ex-wife's all, well, it'd be fucking retarded for us to just go there without a plan. Maybe we have a plan. I'll ask the black character. They all look at a map. Fear the walking dead's all, okay, uh, we're here. And uh, the beach is this green thing, I think. But what's all this blue here? I don't know. What? Bay holds up her Game Boy. We ask it out for dinner! Later, there's a giant statue of Galadriel made out of salt in Thailand. <laughs> Those crazies. On a boat, a bridal party suddenly loses interest in the middle of their wedding ceremony, takes off all their clothes, and dives into the water. <laughs> the bride's dog also dislikes the newlyweds and tries to commit suicide by diving into the water. Everyone on the boat screams as they watch a Meg show up and then clearly overtake the dog and they scream in horror at the sight of that happening. <laughs> Meg swims around not eating anyone. <laughs> Some guys on a raft are all, oh my god, look, girls in bikinis at a beach? What? <laughs> Instead of eating people, the Meg gets stuck in a chain and drags the raft of girls around. And ignoring all the easier, noisier uh, nearby provender and attacks a dumbass in a plastic bubble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
idiot Meg. Finally, just as the Meg's done screwing around and about to eat everybody, Statham and his friends drop a ghetto blaster in the water, play a couple whale songs far away. Implausibly ignoring the huge human buffet inches cavorting right in front of it, the Meg slips back to fuck around with Statham and his submarines. <laughs> oh, I'm firing missiles! Oh, wait. <laughs> All caps should have been. <laughs> I'm firing missiles. <laughs> Move, white man. Oh, God. Chew on this, you ugly bastard. And that goes for you too, Meg. Statham <laughs> tries to shoot, but I guess he forgot to load the torpedo. <laughs> so nothing happens. It's a euphemism. Some helicopters randomly explode. The Meg swims around <laughs> trying to eat Statham's submarine and Bay Ling's, even though the whale song is no longer playing. In the water, the black guy and the little girl float around. <laughs> the black guy saw. I don't know. Seems like a dumb time to take a swim. <laughs> Why are they in the water? Is that established? Never mind. The kid's all, shh, shh, stop talking. Shh, hate you. Shh. You say stupid, shut up. Bay <laughs> suddenly shows up in a submarine. They think she's a shark for some reason. And then she's all, I'm okay. <laughs> the little girl's all, um, that's, that's great, Mom. You shouldn't you be fighting the Meg. Here, you're bringing it to me again. And his sub, Statham's all, it's not about the ones you shave. The Meg tries to eat Statham's submarine while he somehow swims out of its mouth and stabs it in the eye with his ex-wife's pencil. Statham watches the Meg bleed. Then all the other sea creatures feed on the Meg. Bay swings by and tries to fatally hit Statham with the submarine. Misses. But then Statham gets his hand stuck in Bailing's exhaust pipe. Dragged around. He's pipping the dog and plausibly swimming right next to him during all this. But never, never on camera. Statham looks annoyed. Makes an annoyed face. It's pipping. Later on the boat, the black guy's all, Here's to not having old friends. I don't know about you all, but I could use a vacation. Everybody laughs. A word's all, Gil, which is French for something. <laughs> Yes. Uh, All right, the Meg. Uh, I'll go first. My uh, under is anything that sci-fi has done about giant sharks or sharknadoes or stuff. Those things are horrible. Uh, You'd think that I would – I love bad movies and you'd think I would enjoy that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But that stuff on sci-fi is just cheap, uninspired schlock. This, on the other hand, is moderately expensive – uninspired schlock so this is better than those crappy sci-fi movies uh my over and i actually kind of recommend this um because it's true to its format uh it it knows what it's doing it's in on the the joke uh and it it sees the joke through uh there's a documentary uh, excuse me a mockumentary that the discovery channel aired a couple of years ago called megalodon the monster shark lives and it plays it pretty straight. There's a brief disclaimer. 
when at the opening, this is a work of fiction, but then throughout it plays it completely straight so that if you were to watch it, you would think it was about scientists putting together various clues from around the world to infer that, hey, I think there's a, a, a megalodon roaming, at least one, roaming the waters. Let's go out and, and try to attract it with a big, huge, fake uh, decoy whale for it to eat. And they do. And that's what the documentary is about, and uh, the Discovery Channel got a fair bit of guff for uh, running something that was so sensationalist and being a little coy about how fake it was. Uh, but it was one of their highest-rated shows, and if you can find it, and I'm sure they rerun it, uh, I, I kind of recommend Megalodon, The Monster Shark Lives. Uh, so there you go. Those are my over and under. Dingus, what did you think? What's a movie that's better than The Meg, a movie that's not quite as good as The Meg? All right, so I'm going to use an actual one of those things that you were referring to. I'm going to say Mega Piranha would be under this. Um, because I, I honestly think this is one of the worst movies we've, we've ever reviewed for this show. <laughs> I I couldn't believe how utterly execra- execrable this movie was. It was just horrid. It was just horribly done. And, you know, at least it had a good cast. I mean, Mega Piranha, I have no idea who's in that. But I, I watched a bunch of those movies for some through by three of Kelly's, I think. Uh, like, you know, Shark versus Mega Shark or Mega Octopus or something. Uh, I watched a bunch of those um, just to just to watch them. Maybe they were your, like your favorite horror movies or something like that, just to mess with you guys. Uh, so I would choose Mega Piranha for the under. For the over, uh, I would choose Food of the Gods. Uh, because it's uh, large creatures that shouldn't be that large. Um, and Food of the Gods is close to my heart, I, although it's terrible movie. Uh, Wait, what year is that? Is that the H.G. Wells novel movie? Yeah. 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 I haven't uh, read it or seen it. Is I, don't know, I don't know what year it is. Uh, it's it's not good, but it's, it's something that I remember from my childhood from – uh, you know, when we had like just a couple of channels to watch and th- that's one of the, the movies that would show up every now and then. And, uh, and it was sort of a guilty pleasure of mine to watch it because of the, the, the giant wasps and the giant bunnies and, uh, giant chickens. Um, I, I really, I really liked the idea of the movie. I mean, it was, it, it, it sparked my imagination, even though I think it's horribly done. Um, it, at least it has some imagination to it. This movie has no imagination whatsoever. This movie is 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 not interested at all in the in any filmmaking craft whatsoever. It doesn't show it, the or opening the sequence. It's not interested in the megalodon at all. The yeah. opening sequence is unbelievably horribly handled, um, and they yeah. they they ruin they utterly ruined the reveal of the shark i don't know what the hell this thing is yeah. it, it, it does feel exactly like tom said uh like one of those did you say sci-fi tom yep. sci-fi channel does just those shark and sharknado movies yeah right it feels like a sci-fi channel kind of movie where we're just gonna trim the budget at every every turn except they spent all their money on on a cast that shouldn't be in this i mean uh, ruby rose appearing in this Made me made me sad. I actually got sad watching Ruby Rose in this movie because I really really like her. Uh, I mean, I loved her in John Wick too. Uh, I've said that before, and I got sad watching her here. She could do anything she, fun in this compared she, to those. She she has nothing to do. Um, 
I mean, and I so think before we get into all of that, so, uh, so uh, sorry, there's a bunch of going on here. So, so Kelly, real quick, give us your over under, and then we'll we'll get into some some specifics. Uh, well, my under is I went with I had Sharknado three because that's the only one I've seen, but I pretty much agree with what you said, and it's just uh, I don't know. This movie kind of wants to be goofy, uh, but my over was Piranha 3D which interestingly stars Jason Statham's ex-girlfriend, Kelly Brook. So she wins this one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Kelly well, won with a little celebrity uh, insight there. I didn't know that. Well, I done. keep track of her. I always keep track of her yeah. movements. All, all right, so, so there's, a, there's a bunch of stuff you guys have mentioned that I'm eager to talk about. Uh, so Kelly Wan, do you say it wants to be goofy? And I kind of disagree. I feel like it plays it straight. John Turtletaub is known for the, the National Treasure movies, and those movies want to be goofy, and I think they are goofy. One of the things that I was surprised about with The Meg is I don't think it plays itself as a comedy. Sometimes. There's a lot of comedy line. Like, it's just not funny. That's the thing that's confusing you, is when he goes, it's because I drink too much. That's supposed to be getting a laugh. And Dwight's line, why are we getting Wi-Fi? That's supposed to be getting a laugh. Like, well, I mean, there's, there's jokes, but I'm player. talking more about the tone, like, versus... Uh, uh, national treasure, treasure. What is that thing called? National. National treasure. Yeah, yeah. I like, don't like either. I, I don't either. This... And those things are also kind of cheap and uninspired. But I feel like those things are comedic, which is one of the things that surprises me. And Dingus sort of mentioned this, and and then I don't think the movie knows what it wants to be. But I think what it does want to be, even though it wants the characters to occasionally have jokey moments, I think it really wants to to be serious. Uh, I think they got stuck with that. Well, I, you know, I think Kelly Wan, they maybe in post tried to fix it, or I, I imagine, the, the I, I imagine that there that there were issues with with what to what? do with this, because Steve Alton's book is is in earnest. I imagine right. that's uh. the that's the template that they had for it, uh, but then. But the book opens with a T-Rex getting eaten by a megalodon, and the dumb ex-wife's the douchey Rain Wilson character, but a reporter. She goes down to the shark cage and gets eaten. So the book, the book's a little more gritty. Like this needed to be R, and Jason Statham and the director both complained that they had an R movie at first, and then the studio watered it down. Well, that's so and that's clearly part of the issue with it. Is it's, right. it's why I think it's it it doesn't. It's a mess. If it knew it was going to be PG thirteen, and if it played things for humor, I, I think it would have been a little more obvious. And and you are right. Like the the problem with it trying to be funny is that when it tries to be funny it's not when it tries right. to be scary it's not when it tries right. to be adventurous it's, it's not uh but i think for the most part i was a little surprised like i just thought because it was pg-13 because they had jason statham uh i thought that they were gonna go for a more jokey humorous approach but what i didn't realize like jumanji uh, wacky it, kind of kind of and and this is based on me knowing nothing about it but what i didn't realize and became obvious very clearly this movie was made for china and i think yep. that is part of the issue as far as why it's not really funny. I mean, I think it's just so confused on so many levels, but the overall goal of this movie is to make money in China. And I just found that yeah. kind of disheartening as I was watching it, but it answers a lot of questions for me about why they did certain things and the tone. Uh, because again, China, I think, is uneasy with, with gore and genuine peril, and there's some really? cultural baggage with ghosts. Really? Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, come I on, when you, consider, when you consider that all these movies are vetted by the Chinese government, they're clearly supposed to be product uh, that, that that's inoffensive. Uh, yeah, the movies... The Stephen get, Chow movies are kind of brutal to by American standards, and those, those are like family, family fun entertainment. Do those are yeah. uh, like Shaolin Soccer? Are those released in China? I, I actually don't know the answer. Right. Well, yeah. 
Well, Hong Kong, because there's, you're, you're, there's Hong I mean, Kong and there's China. Uh, Steven, right. and there's a whole there's a whole strain of right, and there's a whole strain of Hong Kong cinema that is made for the United right. States. What right. we're seeing here with Legendary and with this production, which is a co-Chinese production, is stuff that is made for China. And when I say it's made for China, it is made to pass muster with the Chinese government, and it has right. to be oh. safe and inoffensive. Uh, there are only so many movies from the U.S. that they'll import. It's a protectionism situation. Uh, there are only so many movies that they'll import every year. Um, I, I think Christopher Robin, for instance, there was a to, to do about, yep, China won't show you Christopher Robin uh, because it just didn't make the cut. Um, but uh, So I, I think that's part of what's going on, and one of the things I realized watching it is that's why we've got Jason Statham. That's why they're forcing this relationship flirty stuff with the, I think, beautiful and adorable Bing Bing Lee, who they didn't yeah. do anything with here. Uh, that's why also there isn't a bunch of violence against uh, Chinese people. I guess they're Thai. Is that against Asians in the water? Like, Because I, I thought also... I was hoping and praying that there was going to be some havoc released on population because that's right. part of why that's we go the trailer too. And that's why we go to giant monster movies is to watch right. them smash Tokyo is to watch a giant shark eat people. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's partly why that doesn't happen is because this is made for a safe Chinese censor. I think in America it wouldn't necessarily happen either, though, because America's kind of puss now. Well, like, you, you, your mention of your your mention of of Piranha is very well taken, Kelly Wong, because Piranha is a very American movie. It's a French new extremism horror director, but he's being right. given American money with an American production. And Piranha 3D knows how to deliver on that havoc wrought on population that we want from a monster movie, from a creature feature. Yeah. Uh, and gives you nudity too. Like well, it's R, very R-rated. It's not, on R, yeah. yeah, it's not trying to hew to a PG-13 rating, which... Well, yeah. It casts a porn star in it. I mean, I mean, yeah. they, they go they go for it. Embrace. Embrace so, the Tom, you said that's why they cast Jason Statham, and I don't understand that statement, because for me, watching this movie, um, I... I was hard pressed to think, why is Jason Statham even in this? Yeah, He's yeah. utterly generic. Right. Anybody could have uh, uh, could have filled any in any any actor nope, he's... At, at at any B level below him would be just as just as appropriate. Right. So why does that work for China? Because Jason Statham is an international action star. People know his name. Uh, Americans know who he is. Europeans know who he is. Asians know who he is. Uh, Jason Statham. He's there, Jackie Chan. I mean, I think he's kind of everybody's Jackie Chan, and therefore nobody's Jackie Chan. Like, like right. Jason Statham, I mean, people people know his name. He's an international product, which uh, you know a lot of American actors wouldn't be. Uh, and you know, you're not going to get someone like Tom How Cruise does... or anybody who commands any sort oh, of real celebrity not, yeah. doing this. So Jason Statham, it, it makes perfect sense. You know, people in China, they they know the Transporter movies. They like Fast and Furious. So okay. yeah, here's a Jason Statham movie. Let's go see that. Absolutely. So that. It, it, yeah, because he appeals to Asian, European, and American audiences. Because this is a Chinese product, it's made for China, and sure, they want to make money over here as well. Uh, but I think Jason Statham exports well <laughs> into China. Anecdotally, I would say you're giving the studio too much credit too, because they, the director said there was a scene where they wanted to do where you thought a guy was alive, and then you find out it's just his head in the water, and then he said the studio made him change it because they thought it was creepy. So like they're <laughs> They're just like China, like they. It's, well, that's oh, why I'm you, saying the movie. That, that's why I'm, that's why I'm so saying the you, movie was made for China. The studio right, that, uh, that said you can't have a severed head floating in the water. Sure. Okay, we'll give you an arm. Uh, that they're 
they're making sure that this movie is acceptable for a Chinese audience. Yeah. So I'm I wonder if they would have done that for an American audience either. That's what I'm uh, saying. I wonder how the logistics of that work then, um, because usually you get studio notes and they trickle down, you know, through the or the or the producers are right there on the set or whatever. You're you're getting studio notes, so. Are you getting studio notes from China then? Are you sending dailies over to there? Or do you have their people over here? Or, I mean, how how is that working? Where the, where are they shown? Are they shown cuts of it and say and and they say no and then the studio heads say no and then it trickles down to the director. I mean, I wonder. I, I'm not asking you guys to answer this question. I just wonder what the logistics of that are. Of, the logistics of, are that you have people uh, who are producers who know what is acceptable with with. Chinese censors and have the and same sensibilities. Know. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a Warner Brothers movie, but it's got plenty of Chinese money, and I'm sure there are plenty of people that came along with the Chinese money to tell them what was and wasn't acceptable. Uh, oh, you okay. know, normally, like Legendary, which uh, Legendary is a Chinese company, and this isn't a Legendary movie, but Legendary does a lot of big movies, and they are owned by China. Uh, they are a Chinese-owned company, uh, so there are plenty of people in the studio system available to to. Basically, okay. Dingus, what you're saying, give studio notes as needed. Uh, and this movie is just – it just reeks of studio notes like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But even yeah, American ones, I mean just – Why America, are you so hard on American well, ones? Like what, 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 what I you... just don't think if, if America had made this movie with just purely American – like if China hadn't entered into it for, say, whatever right, reason, right. The, the Meg still wouldn't have killed anybody at the beach. That's what I'm saying. Which well, it, it depends on Jaws at, versus now – well, it depends on what American audience, like what studio, what audience. Depends on who it's for. Like Deep Blue Sea is an R-rated lark. Uh, it's, right. You know, they they let Rennie Harlan make a movie for a, a non-safe audience. Like they let Rennie Harlan sort of tear things down and be violent and kill beautiful women and have horrific things happen to Stellan Skarsgård. But it didn't uh, take over. That's an American movie. And, and the the parrot actually dies. It's not like a like the dog. Uh, Living at the end, the parrot actually gets killed. Right, right. right. But an American, you know, The Witch is an American movie. Hereditary is an American movie. Kelly Wan. It just depends on who the American movie is for. Uh, and uh, for if it's for a PG-13 audience, Kelly Wand, this is the kind of uh, lack of casualties you're going to get. Because yeah, the, right. the casualty list saying. in this is really short. Like you get right. Toshi, you get Doctor Heller, uh, you get Fat Guy, and I think Ugh. I think it's very clear that at Dad. least. It, oh right, the dad. But the shark doesn't even kill the dad. <laughs> like the dad. Nah. Yeah. But but I think, and I don't know. Like I think it's pretty clear that the shark does get a couple of people on the beach, right? I thought that was clear, but it's yeah. weird you don't see it. And it's, it's so annoying. coy. Yeah, it's so coy about it, and there's no blood yeah. in the water. And the um, dog thinks a deus ex machina. What the well, fuck? Well, oh, I was showing, this is filming it from a certain angle. Well, you know Please, what the dog thing is. Barking. I know yeah. what the dog thing is, yeah. yeah. And they mention it. They go, yeah, you get a million letters if you kill a dog. But you've no, 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 no. The dog's no, name. No, it's Pippet, yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. No, no, no. The he, dog's named uh, after the dog in Jaws. Because Jaws eats a, a Jaws. You guys got me calling the shark Jaws. The shark in Jaws eats a dog named Pippin. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? And there's also yeah. a shot-for-shot shot, 
uh, not for it's maybe a couple of shots uh, when Hooper's in the cage and the crane breaks and Quint knocks Brody out of the way. That shot is in this movie when the crane yeah. drops. I mean, yep. there's a couple of the, and I that's just so clear and so obvious if you've seen Jaws enough times. And then the when they're calling the dog Pippin, right. and even when the little boy comes up to his mom wanting to go in the water, that's Alex yeah. Kittner talking to his mom in Jaws. And I know what the fuck. Yeah, that's really what weird the, that they would place so directly yeah. on Jaws references like like not just even the, off, not even just you're going to need a bigger boat not even the easy ones like that but the specific shots and sequences it's homage yeah, yeah. It's, really it's, it's really empty homage yeah uh, that's all you got that's the that's your third act is jaws <laughs> uh shot for shot ripoffs okay but without any of I, any of the gore or horrific deaths uh yeah which is like, why we, which is why i would want to see the movie exclusively for the gore or horrific deaths. Yes. Right. <laughs> the well, so so Why Ding, am I going? Dingus What's mentioned that? uh the Food of the Gods and and I, I think that's something so Food of the Gods Dingus is a fellow named Bert I. Gordon. And Bert I. Gordon did all of the like this guy has a long storied career of creature feature stuff like this. And and mm. most of it is schlock, but it's from that sort of Roger Corman level of appreciation like they right. know that what they're doing is kind of like sleazy and dark and gory and gross uh and you know they crank it out but they're they're delivering and it's almost got this kind of countercultural uh element to it and in food of the gods and empire of the ants i think those are like the last hurrah of bert i gordon uh oh. and i don't know that there's really any equivalent to that these days now there's this this is the modern equivalent well well i i mean th this is truth. yeah well this is i really do think of this as as a Chinese cinema, like safely Chinese cinema. I do think what the only thing we have that would be an equivalent, and it so pains me to say this, is that junk on sci-fi. Is these yeah. sci-fi movies? That stuff sucks. It's, it's sh horrible. The dialogue's not funny. It's just like this. It's exactly like this, but less budget. The yeah. dialogue's exactly the same, and the characters are the same on that Sharknado shit. It's really boring, yeah. and it's really self-congratulatory. It's really like we know it's dumb, but the, it's like a guy saying that to you right. instead of doing a joke. It's really annoying. It's very it's smug. So, yeah. Yeah, it's very cocky. Yeah. And it's also there was the, the okay I've only seen one of the shark news it was the third one and it was an encore showing of it and it <laughs> and across the bottom of the screen it kept showing texts that the people were getting that that this that uh, sci-fi was getting for people watching it and it was all like oh my god sharknado is so cool like it was just like compliment it was like fox news version of version of sharknado it was really obnoxious like, oh, I, I, I wonder how much sharknado sharknado is for people who don't watch like bad horror because the Bert I. Gordon stuff, uh, all of that, and the Roger Corman stuff, all of that is built to t to to appeal to horror fans. And mm -hmm. I don't think that Sh I think Sharknado is built to appeal to people who care about celebrities and 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 jokey titles. Right. Like so, not a... me. Right. Not exactly. Kelly. I don't think those are for Fuck us. Off. Yeah. Nothing but you, white man. <laughs> and I don't so, think this is. Oh, go ahead, Dingus. I don't think this is necessarily for us either. I think this is to be a, a Chinese export. Yes, Dingus. Yeah. What do they think so, of it? Uh, Chris Markinson says uh, he was our one writer in her this week. Yeah, yeah, Understandable. You know, kudos <laughs> to Chris for going to this. Uh, yeah, he's a true. Um, he says he was hoping it was either going to be really over the top insane or played for big laughs. Right. And right. instead, it seems like they tried to be far too serious far too often. But thinks it's funny, like it's cute funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the 
the flirty bits are just so painfully awkward. Yeah. Like the, the when she oh, walks in God. and he's naked and when that that Kelly one you hit it on the like when she just gets uh, resuscitated and orders everybody out of the room to be alone with Jason yeah. Statham. That's so absurd. Like yeah. that was just so ham-handed and there's no sort of connection between Those are the her two friends. Oh, I know. Yeah, I just felt so awful for the poor woman. So, okay, I you guys. I think Jason Statham is only interested. I think the only person really in a movie attracted to Jason Statham is Jason Statham. <laughs> but the yeah. thing is, when Jason like Statham and, and you guys like I, I just so I have so much goodwill for him willing to goof on himself in the spy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really miss oh, that. Yeah. And again, Kelly Wan, you haven't finished it, but I really think that Jason Statham and Chris Evans do some really solid connection as kind of almost an acting exercise in the movie London. Uh, but yeah, Dingus, uh. you're right. Like, I get no <laughs> sense that he's connecting with anyone in this. He's so proud of himself. He's so happy. And it shows, by the way, he's so happy to get a shirtless scene. Like the look on his face yeah. when he's like, "Yep, I get a scene <laughs> here." I... The bitches. Exactly right. Check out these abs. I've been working on them. They're toned. Yeah, that's just so ridiculous. Just for fun, uh, Kelly Brook, the ex, his ex girlfriend who was in Piranha, she said in her autobiography that she punched him in the face when they broke up because he left her for and he cheated on her with uh, Rosie Huntington Whiteley, the girl from Fury Road. Just wanted you to know that. <laughs> Kelly Wan, thank you for the celebrity news. Yeah. <laughs> I have some celebrity news. All right, so here this is like yeah. a public service announcement. If you appreciate Bing Bing Lee, let me tell you somebody who she connects with far better than Jason Statham in an adventure movie. There's an I adventure, wanted to like her. Yeah. There, well, there's, there's an adventure movie, and she's so much fun in this. This movie's terrible. It's called Guardians of the Tomb. Uh, uh, oh. Kel- Kelsey Grammer is uh, – they got Kelsey Grammer for it, <laughs> and he's kind of the, the – uh, the, uh, uh, what's the guy in Jurassic Park? Uh, What's his name? Uh, John Hammond. He's kind of – because it's Richard Attenborough, right? But he's kind of the John Hammond who leads this expedition into these tombs that have killer spiders in them. And so Bing Bing Lee is the like super hot – I think she's the archaeologist, right? And the male lead in this – and they are genuinely kind of cute together because you can see them trying. The male lead is Kellen Lutz. Oh, wow! Yes. It, it is so adorable watching Kellen Lutz and Bing Bing Lee trying to do their Harrison Ford, Karen Allen thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, you had me, at Lutz, dude. So it's Bing Bing not Lee enough speaking news. English in that, or she's speaking Chinese? Yeah, yeah, she's trying to do English. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of adds to the. Is it like this? Is it like she no? Because it knows how dumb it is. It, it's 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 the, the, it has heart. The, like the Meg has no heart whatsoever. <laughs> no, uh, no. Guardians of the Tomb <laughs> definitely has heart. It, it it doesn't have enough of a budget, I think. And I don't even think it's a. I want to say I don't even think it's a movie made for China. I could be wrong about that. But uh, it's it's stupid. It's dumb. But it really has heart, and they're really cute in it. And Kelsey Grammer certainly having fun. Uh, but that's if you if you enjoy Bing Bing Lee from like the Resident Evil movie that we saw and Transformers, uh, put Guardians of the Tomb on your list. Do you think she's any good in this? Because you know one of the things Markson also says is that you know I I think he's trying to be coy about talking about her not speaking her na- native language, right? Because it feels like she's acting. You know, right. it feels like she's saying lines. Yeah. Seems like she, an actress trying to say her lines. And they're dumb Whereas lines. Not in, easy. You can't. You know. And something else we've seen her in, it feels more natural. It, it just feels so awkward here. Yeah. And maybe it's because she has no chemistry whatsoever with Statham. The lines the, are terrible. The character's yeah. boring. Yeah. It, she has nothing to work with. 
Right. I got it. There's nothing on her. It's not her fault. I mean, it's like I was thinking about the jokes in this movie, and it's it's annoying me because it makes me think Tom's even writer. Like every joke in it is so on the head, and like the kids' expressions and mugging and her eyebrows. And right. Like, right. That's okay. Chi- like Chinese audiences will get this. Like I can see them thinking that and saying it in the meetings. Like yeah, see, so he's got to have a play. Like the like no one can miss that joke. Well, Paul, yeah. also you'll you'll note like the well, jokes well, don't generally rely on any sort of wordplay. They're nothing that they you have to anything. deal with any sort of translation issues. It's right. just, yeah. just sort of broad, easy humor or people sort of. You know, I, I think the flirtiness with Jason Statham, like that's something that, that you know that would translate easily. There's there's yeah, there's no writing it. in the humor. It's just broad, stupid situations for the it's most. It's like it hasn't part. been translated into English yet in this draft that we. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Uh, did you guys feel tricked by the fact that it was called the Meg and there are two of them? I never no. felt tricked in the movie. <laughs> I, I, didn't even, I didn't even see any of the sh- any of them. I mean, why? Why can't I just you... went? Oh, there's 20 minutes left. I mean, they Meg. they totally the effed trick. the reveal of the Meg at the beginning. I mean, the moment where you're supposed to actually see the thing until they effed it, and you never really see it. I mean, it's just no. Uh, you can, you can... That's the thing. The biting the window is the good entrance, but you see it before that, and that's from the trailer. Uh, well, first of all, don't watch the trailer, A. Uh, no. and, and B, yeah, they, they show it to you. They show it to you after it kills the giant squid. Uh, and it's swimming right. around in there. You can see it. Um, yeah, but it's it's no better than the jaguar shark in uh, The Life of Steve Zizu. I mean, it it, it doesn't have any more impact than, than that. This movie's lamer than Skull Island. You heard me. Skull. Oh, the King Kong. Oh, so one of the issues I have is the, the issue of scale. Like I, I really, yeah. I think you're supposed to think the second one is super enormous, and you're supposed to maybe be a little disappointed at how big the first one is. But I never got much of a sense of difference, and nope. it made me, yeah. it, it made me think of certain King Kongs because I remember as a kid, the 1976 King Kong has him on a poster straddling the two towers of the World Trade Center, right, right, and he's right, enormous. Right. And then yeah. in the movie, you see he's not that big. But no and, and the same with this in the poster. The, the And there's a couple of different posters, but the poster that has the Meg coming up underneath a, a, a woman on a, a, a mattress, like a floating mattress, like that's a different size than I think we saw in the movie. So I just feel like there was some confusion about – and this is a CG issue – you know, what to do with, with the size of it and when is this one supposed to be so much bigger and cooler uh, – and they, you never just... see them alongside each other, so you have no sense of scale that exactly, way. Exactly, exactly. The, the other thing, the other reason that, that that's true, Tom, is because there's the Meg. It's it's uh, its brain seems to really favor jump scares. <laughs> so I will say it, it's coming out, and so right. you never get a good look at it right. ever. I, I will say there were uh, fewer jump scares than I thought, and I, I was grateful for that. I mean, there were a few They're of so them. They're so telegraphed too; they don't count. Oh my God! When that, and that's the thing. That's why I was asking about the bigger Meg. The moment that the Meg is chomping at Jason Statham and it's caught in on a cable and yeah. it starts to to fade, and you realize, oh, it's been poisoned. The moment that happened, because I knew there was still more movie to go, and I'm normally not this smart, I realized. Oh, there's going to be a second bigger Meg. Yeah. And so the, the and so as soon as the fat guy falls in the water and is swimming around, I was like, oh, we're about to get a jump scare with the second bigger Meg. Like, it was that obvious and telegraphed to me, one of the slowest movie viewers on the planet, and even I could see that stuff coming. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was expecting it to eat helicopters and airplanes and yeah, Zingus, no helicopter attacks. I thought that was I mean the the helicopters fight each other. They have helicopters in the movie. They fight each other. The helicopters are more dangerous to each other than the than the megalodon is. Yeah, that's weird. Because even Jaws two kills a helicopter. Right, right. Yeah. I don't understand how you f this up. I mean, you've got a gigantic shark from Jaws. You're like, well, that's been hidden under some weird marine layer for some reason. That you've like la la la. We've got this marine layer thing at the in the Marianas Trench, uh, but now we're going to try to penetrate it. Yay! Did you open a super high ra- highway for giant sharks? I don't know. Well, I mean, release them. <laughs> do something cool. Wait, keep going. I want to hear the rest of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's I want to the... see them eat a cruise ship. I want to see a, right. a shark yeah. eat, eat a building. I mean, come yeah. on, you guys. Here's What's the issue wrong with, with that? you. Because at the beginning, it, isn't it implied that the megalodon attacked a, a, a U.S. nuclear submarine? In which case, yeah, we don't see how that did either. it? Well, how did it get out from underneath this inviolable layer? Right. Or Rain Wilson if, didn't bring it up. Or if the submarine was underneath this inviolable layer, then it's no big discovery. We already knew about it. So yeah, so so immediately the movie's premise, I think, gets scuttled with right, this right. opening sequence. And well, I play. think I think it was put in after the fact because this opening sequence, it is dire- it's so superfluous. Gibberish. Well, it's, it's superfluous because it's directly mirrored in just another moment when he goes down again to rescue someone. Yeah. It's the same situation. Successfully. He can't get them all out. I, I mean, it the same thing that happens in what Dingus would call the cold opening, which it kind of was, like in a Mission Impossible movie. They repeat that as the act one, and that's yeah. just so inane, and it furthermore violates the internal fiction of the movie. Uh, yeah, right, right. So you failed so... at that. Let's get you in on this then. Right. The exact same <laughs> thing just, you failed at before. That's just so weird. Uh, they also know it's a megalodon before we do. Like they're like, oh, wait, it's got it. Yeah. Like she's like, you know what that means? Yep, megalodon. <laughs> like I'd be going, wait, <laughs> hang on, let me Wikipedia a couple things. <laughs> just that some giant sea creature <laughs> randomly, anything but a megalodon. What right. was the right. line about Ruby Rose's hair? Because, I that mean, was, what was the whole deal? Because he says, what's the deal with your hair? What was that? That's all he says. We don't know. Is it because her hair is wet? She just came out of the water, and she didn't get a haircut. So what can it mean? The shark bit her hair? What's the joke? I don't understand. I that, think, because I was, I was looking at that, wondering, yeah, what is the joke? What, she, and then she says, what's the deal with your what happened? Oh, he says, what happened to your hair? And then she says, what happened to yours? And that's the end of it. And I and think... I think the implication is a poltergeist kind of thing, where some of her hair is turned lighter. Or it's in, it's messed really? up. I think so. Sense. I think that's what they're going for. Because I it it being messed up, like I she's I love her haircut. Like I love that I sweep that she's yeah, got going. Yeah, that's what you say to that girl under any circumstances. Right, right, right. But I, I th- and, and her hair sure. looked that cool before when she was in the movie. But I think they were trying to imply there's some like change of color or lighter streak that she was so frightened that it changed she's the wet. color of her hair, like Joe right. Beth Williams in Poltergeist. Like that's all I could come up with. And I don't know if that's oh. the case or not. Uh, but that's. Like she had a little patch of green in her hair, or I, I don't know. Uh, so you guys know she is uh, the new – she's like the new Batwoman on this CW show, right? You guys know about that? That's <laughs> No, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah like that's her uh, – she's – in addition with this coming out, she's getting a lot of press also because she was announced as the new Batwoman. And because she's openly gay, there was some uh, backlash – from which really shouldn't be given any voice whatsoever, but you know, stupid media. What is, bat, what is Batwoman? What is that? 
Uh, Kelly Wand could probably in, explain that better. Not Batgirl. Like, she's definitely Batwoman. Kelly Wand is she Bruce? Is she related to Bruce Wayne? Yeah, Kelly. Wand. I don't really know the DC universe. Like I know the Marvel universe. Right. But, but Batgirl on the Adam West one just rode a motorcycle around, and she was like the Commissioner Gordon's niece or something. But then in Batman Forever, it was uh, Bruce's niece or something. Well, she's in some CW show, which I don't think is for us. Like, I think those things are, are definitely. Uh, all right. Uh, so we to have no idea what her relationship is to Bruce. To Wayne. Batman? Right. Are you, but, you seem really upset about not being I'm annoyed. just annoyed that I, I didn't know that? anything about this. And I, I'm, I, I honestly, I said this earlier. I was just sad when she was in this. Well, but here's the thing: I mean, thing is, don't and, be sad because this this movie did well. Uh, it, her being cast in a popular TV show is great. We're going to be seeing a lot more yeah, of Ruby Rose. Fine, yeah. This is great for her. She's she's in she's in big successful movies. She's going to be on successful TV. Uh, I think she's doing fine, and I I think we're going to see a All lot right. more cool stuff from her. So she's a basically Dingus. She's paying her dues. <laughs> being right, a, that, that's fine yeah. with me. Uh, if you, and if you have to pay your dues to get and you're getting paid that this well to pay them that's fine uh and markinson said something similar like i i hope that the paycheck was good because uh it's just a joy to see her i mean i really really love her she's got Um, such an amazing like like the the sort of the angles to her face like i just love the way her face looks she's so amazing like just i mean she looks like a superheroine like she definitely really does i would rather have her have been the statham character and just jettison him all, all together um but of course you can't do that economically i predict uh, in the next within the next five years she will be uh, there will be an action vehicle for her i'm hoping fingers crossed uh that's my prediction i feel like we've almost already seen it if you put all the movies together no no i mean a vehicle Except- for her like it's made specifically yeah. around her she's the lead character uh, maybe she'll get a male sidekick, or maybe they'll actually be let the lead character be openly gay, which would be super cool. But I predict that that'll happen in the next five years, based on the movie she's been doing, the announcement today, all the press she's getting. Uh, I, I think that that's in the cards. I hope. So. You know, if if it's within a few years, I I hope that you're right. I hope that she gets to do that, and that uh, she's like an assassin or something, and that Charlize Theron is her handler, and they get to like have a bunch of kick-ass action scenes together yep i'm down with that i remember wondering why jaws 2 didn't eat brody and hooper on the way as they swam back to amity first of all there's no shark named jaws <laughs> just jaws 2 that's even weirder you, have a shark named you live in a strange world <laughs> wait a minute why are you calling it jaws oh like it's the same shark that's in the water that's gonna well that also jaws 2 is like brody's son is grown up and doing uh, regatta like sailing races so it's long enough jaws 2 <laughs> probably swam in from somewhere else kelly wand no yep he that, was that not can't ar- be true well, that's don't talk point. gibberish <laughs> that's the whole point of jaws 2 is that the incident that's is gone the- amity has settled down so that when brody shows up with the photographic evidence from the missing divers nobody believes him because it's been so long and that's there have been so no dumb. sharks in the waters off amity so dumb. kelly wand rewatch jaws 2 if you don't believe me why would was, it go? No, it was dumb when I saw it. It does was, was Lance Guest the the dude in two or just in four? He was not in two. No, he's definitely All not right. in two. Uh, there is. It I says think a Keith, lot about the Meg Keith Gordon is in two. I believe he's the only one who became f- yeah. famous. I think. Yeah. Who? No, there's one other one I thought. Keith Gordon. Keith Gordon. 
Uh, oh, Keith Gordon. Yeah, Christine, and he directed he directed Isn't movies. Is Cameron on there? Isn't Cameron Isn't Adam Baldwin on there? Who? <laughs> Cameron from Ferris Bueller and Adam Baldwin. Alan Ruck. Uh, no, is Alan Ruck okay. in Jaws too? I didn't know that. Right. No, well, I'm guessing. He just seems like he would. Oh, be. oh, oh! No, I don't think he's in Jaws too. What about uh, Juan Epstein, Robert Hedges? Is he <laughs> Kelly Wan, you'll have to go back and watch Jaws 2. I've done my term of service. I've seen it enough Kelly Wan, I've already told you the name, what the name is of the other <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, so the right. Meg is the Meg. Let's go around the room, and I'll say something nice about the Meg. Oh, Jesus. I'll, I'll start, and then we'll just leave it on a pleasant note. So I'll start. The nice thing I, say, I have to say about the Meg, because going in, I was sure this was going to happen. And I would have thought less of the movie if it didn't ha- if it did happen. But I feel now that the movie I admire that this didn't happen in the movie. The nice thing I have to say about the Meg is that the shark, the megalodon, doesn't roar. <laughs> it just Wait. chomps, chomp, chomp. No, there's chomp, no roar chomp. sounds. It's in a bunch right. of dumb shark movies. The shark will go roar like that. Uh, yeah. Dingus, I need you to say dogs. something nice now about the Meg, the movie. Uh, not about, I can't just compliment the shark and her looks. Uh, well, how do we know? By the way, Statham did specify that the shark was female. He, yeah. Yeah. If that's, uh, that's the nice thing you have to say. Geez, that's why this is really hard because, uh, even Rain Wilson is so poorly used in this. I mean, oh my God. He's a billionaire, Dingus. He's crazy. <laughs> he's unlikable. Then he gives the morning speech, and then you go, oh, he's been redeemed. And then he gets in a helicopter and dies. Right. Like That's so weird. And I really wish – hey, movies, please stop making Rain Wilson a clown because he's really good. Like in Super, there's a movie called The Boy where uh, he's not at all funny, and he's just – he's fascinating to watch in Hesher. that. So Hesher. Hesher, exactly, Kelly Wan. So movies, Rain Wilson is more than a clown. Wow. Right. Thank you. Tell Joe my... Pesci that. <laughs> wow. All right, Dingus, it's time. Right. You've got to say something nice about the Meg. Oh, Jesus. Um, Specifically the Meg or the movie the Meg? Oh, the movie, the movie. And if it, if the nice thing is about the shark, that if that's all you can do, fair enough. This is really difficult. Okay, so um, as much as I fear that she was probably a, a terror on the set um, – because she seems like one no. of these like scary little child actresses. Um, I hated this kid. I hated um, Damn you, Dingus. I think the only thing I liked is uh, she. Oh. I think Shuya Sophia Kai. I mean, she's she's got a little bit of a she. She at least has a little bit of comic sensibility when she's no. calling Jason no. Statham crazy. See what Look happens, these Kelly Wan. When I when Look I non, yeah. that's when, all I've got. I mean, when, when I push Dingus to say something nice, this is what happens. Kelly Wan. Yeah, He's blame like me. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so Kelly Wan, we have a shark that doesn't roar. Uh, uh, moderately approving comments about a child actor. Kelly Wan, now it's your turn to say something nice about the Meg. Uh, I liked the the look of the actual shark cage. I thought it was kind of cool that it was just like, and I liked it when the shark was getting it in its mouth. I didn't like how the shark was always leaving, and ah, not ah, eating stuff. That's oh, you, oh, you, oh, yeah, oh. just stick with the good. Yeah. See, Dingus, see, no that's how to wait, wait. I liked. No I was back like, compliments. <laughs> I was getting nervous when the submarine's in the shark's mouth and Statham's going, and he's in its mouth in the submarine, and I'm like. This is going to be him going inside the shark, killing it from inside. That'd be cool. And then, yeah, uh, that would have been cool. 
Yeah. That doesn't happen, but well, it's that's what I Drax would... does in Guardians of the Galaxy. He can't do that move. Statham doesn't point. have that superpower. Yeah. But then I, I like I said, I pretended it was the ex-wife's pencil, but him stabbing the shark in the eye, I thought, because oh, the other eye gets shot out, doesn't it? No, he tries Blind to. I think. Shark. Wait, maybe I'm forgetting. Yeah. I liked the one Moby Ishmael. Or not Ishmael, Ahab, uh, Moby Dick shot where the shark sur- like flies up in the air and Statham's clawing its eye out and he's stuck on the he's like on like jamming it into its Kelly eye. Kelly you've gone way over there. You've said way too many nice yeah. things about the Meg. You're becoming a fanboy. No, it's just one shot. I'm describing. <laughs> uh, you, you I, will, I will also say I I do love seeing Cliff Curtis in anything basically. And it's cool to hear he's kind of do, letting his accent flow, which is nice for a yeah. change of pace. Yeah. yeah. Good on you, Cliff. I like the bubble popping too. I liked when the shark went through the bubble and does. Kelly Wan, you're you're just so you're just burbling with enthusiasm about this movie now. Wow, I, you know Tom, you know this is going to be his Amazing Spider-Man. It's going to wind up. On this. <laughs> it's a good thing we yeah, didn't see it all together, or we wouldn't hear the end of it from Kelly Wan. <laughs> yeah, that'd be gay. Uh, next week we will be seeing what Dingus. Oh <laughs> Apparently we're gonna all go to Goggins Tacos. Yeah, <laughs> he's he should be in it. That's a good idea. I, I don't even remember what we're saying. So oh next week God. we'll go see the new Spike Lee movie, Black Klansman. Ah. If you if you see that, and if you have any comments, please send those to three x three at quarter to three dot com. We'd love to include your comments on the air. Make sure we get those by Sunday, August nineteenth. Midnight Pacific. Uh, Pretty sure it's on Tom's top ten, so you better say good things about the movie, or Tom will get really upset with you. Well, really let's is. find out about. It. Let's let's see it and let's talk about it next week. I am Tom Chick. I have been here with Christian Murkowski. It's Christian Murkowski. And with Kelly Wand. Fuck the piranha. The Meg's way bigger. Some of us don't need CG fish to fight. We got robots and uh, dancing. So you make, you decide with your wallet what you want to do with your lives, people. And uh, I'm glad I'd get an Oscar nomination for uh, Blade Running because uh, it wasn't ever about the money. Never about the money with Gosling. Gosling doesn't roll that way. That's why Gosling's out of the bag. Meg saw Gosling and ran away screaming. So that wouldn't be a good movie, would it? You're welcome, America and China. I'd prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. The Meg. That's a good hire. So many people not in the Meg.